everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. Social media is becoming as common as air, food, and water. Irrespective of nations, almost everyone is using social media today. So why is social media gaining enormous popularity and usage? Is it because social media allows social connectivity? Perhaps. Social media seems to have made it much easier to make a personal connection with friends, family, followers, and fans. It has changed the way we communicate within, between, and across nations' boundaries in cyberspace, geospace, and space, in short, referred to as CGS. The communication is now personal and direct, and so is the feedback. Now, why is this important? It is important because role of middleman is slowly disappearing. As a result, entities are seeing their initiatives, products and services in ways they imagined was not possible before. So how does individuals being connected on social media help entities across NGIOA, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in seeing things differently or understand things better or take more effective decisions. It is by using social media analytics. To discuss social media analytics further, I'm delighted to welcome Jeff Locastro to this roundup. Jeff is the founder and CEO of Nina Analytics and is based in the United States. Welcome, Jeff. We are delighted to have you on this roundup. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Wonderful, Jeff. Why is it important for entities across NGIO, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, academia, to understand or listen to what is being said on social media today? Well, you know, you brought up some interesting points in your introduction, and it's a it's a huge topic, right? Um, and nothing that we will we will fully vet and be able to fully discuss in this conversation. Um, we could that's that we could take we could take ten years to discuss because there's been such an evolution from um, the way that I describe it, the way that my grandfather bought his first house, right? That was so that was there was social analytics going on in that encounter where he walked into the bank, the banker called him, knew him by name, and made the loan based on that personal connection that he had with my grandfather. The application was half a page, never asked for identification because they knew each other. Well, that kind of encounter doesn't scale, right? Um, and then you 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 cut to fifty years later, where you have FICO scores trying to uh, trying to accommodate that same kind of relationship, but that doesn't scale. With half the population in the U.S. is unscorable, right? Um, and but you cut to you cut to the 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 twenty first century. What we've got right now with social analytics does scale. Social media does scale. And it is, it's cross-border, it's international, it's genderless, colorless, religionless. It's, it, 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 is, it, is, it is the fundamental way that people simultaneously uh, expand their, I, I don't want to use words to describe other words, but describe their, their network while at the same time isolating themselves. And that's the, the real challenge, right? Because you don't have to, to fully engage, say, in India, right? That you're, you may be very close to as a friend, as a social media cohort, but you've never met. You may not know really what they look like other than a two-dimensional photograph, but you feel very 
connected very close to them. So it has it has this this tremendous power to connect. I'm isolate, and that's and that's the real challenge that we have with social media. Is how do you how do you bridge that? Yes, and maybe but, and maybe there's no answer. Yes, so maybe maybe the struggle is just to be aware of it constantly and to overcome it constantly. Yes. Um, I won't sit here and say I have the answer for it, but that is certainly the problem um, <laughs> it's what we're trying to solve uh, in our analytics to engage, to engage more people through their use of social media. Yes, very true. And the, like you said that the, in your, uh, uh, you know, grandfather's age, that community was very small. Everyone knew each other. Now the community is global. And knowing each other is impossible, you know, in real time, uh, like sitting next to each other. So this is a new way of knowing each other. The virtual community that we have been building is so huge. And businesses across many industries have been monitoring their customers' posts on their websites. Now, here in this dialogue, we are going to focus more on businesses. Why? I mean, we could do the same uh, dialogue for entities across, you know, nations, it's government and uh, organizations, NGOs, academia, all of them. But here in this, for this, you know, particular session of Roundup, we are going to focus more on the businesses. So these businesses have been monitoring their customers on their specific websites since the invention of you know inter internet or world wide web a lot of businesses they are they have their web, personal websites the business websites and they have been monitoring what the customers are telling on that websites so it, it this has been more of an attempt to identify and manage angry customers i mean when someone is not happy and writes something on the business website the businesses used to monitor that, but it doesn't seem like that is enough anymore. Why is there a need for more? Why is there a need for social media analytics? I mean, businesses have their website, they have been monitoring all this, but why there is a need for a different approach now? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, let me let me let me let me give you the, the brief near analytics pitch, and then we can talk about sort of the 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 solutions that have been used over time that just really don't work anymore if you want to fully engage the market, the entire market, not just a portion of the market. And what we've done is develop a regulatory compliant social media analytics technology. And there's a couple of key points in there, regulatory compliant social media analytics technology. No one's been able to say those two things together to help uh, lenders, insurance companies, and really other risk-focused businesses, any consumer-facing businesses, is, is trying to understand the risk of the engagement. And this is key to understand specific individual risk outcomes, not a general profile, but specific individual risk outcomes for thin file, no file and credit challenged consumers. In the US alone, and that's almost 56% of the market, huge portion of the market that has not, in, in the US that has not been able to, to, to fully engage in the credit, individual credit. And we all know we could we all understand that credit is the is the single linchpin to populations in emerging economies to to gain wealth. Um, if you're if you're if your entire mindset and as, as honorable as it may be is to save every dime you make and then and then spend it, a key to wealth is leveraging other people's money. Now you don't want to go crazy with that, but leveraging other people's money is a key to wealth. So 
the, the, the question that, that businesses have, are trying to answer right now is, look, we've, we've, we've looked at this from a historical perspective. That is, what you did yesterday is going to predict what you're going to do tomorrow. Well, that doesn't work if you don't have a history to assess the 56% of the market. Um, there's the transactional approach that is measuring affinity through clicks or some kind of activity, you know, charge accounts and things. But if you don't have, if you're not clicking on something, if you don't already have or engaged in credit markets where you're, you're showing affinity toward a certain product or business, it, it, you can't measure risk. You can't measure the, the risk of a, a particular outcome. The new approach has been, the one that's really in vogue right now is this relational approach. That is, you are who your friends are, which leverages social media very heavily. But the problem with that is that where our friends are, right? We're who we are as human beings, as individuals. And we really believe, regardless of where the border on the planet lies, is that that's really all human beings want to be judged as. Don't judge me based on what they said about me. Judge me based on who I am as a human being, as a person, and let the chips fall where they may. If that's, if that's who I am, that's who I am, right? And that's really all consumers are looking to be judged on. They say, hey, yeah, look, look at me as me not on what they say about me. So uh, we've just as, as, a, as a business, we've kind of cracked that social media code to unlock that that 56% of the market that no one has been able to, to, to figure out how to talk to. And, and the talking to is is a euphemism for to engage in the credit markets, to, to help them build a footprint in which to, uh, to, to achieve some kind of wealth in their life. So that becomes that becomes the critical point that these these other systems just don't have stopped scaled at one time as as the economy was scaling. And historical approaches are terrific when the economy is growing and scaling. When when the economy you know in 1912 wasn't fully inclusive, right? Well, it's inclusive now, but it's still excluding a huge part of the market because that historical approach just doesn't work. And a transactional approach scales only so far, you know, mid 20th century, terrific way to do it, but it only scales so far and still limits, but, but it helped that half of the population gain some wealth, but it didn't help the other half who couldn't figure out how to get involved in it, right? Yeah. You know, if you didn't have, for example, if you didn't have a, a family or a parent, this is how, this is how young, uh, young adults used to do it. If, you're, if your parent didn't have a Visa MasterCard or American Express card, they couldn't put you on a card. Yes. Get emotionally being left out of the markets. Yes. It's, it's that old adage. Well, I can't give you credit until you have credit. Well, if I don't get credit, how can I get credit so you can credit? Look at my credit. <laughs> yes, it is very right? complex. Right. Yeah. So, so what? What you know? What we're doing and what other companies are looking at is, you know, how do we how do we engage not just in the U.S. but internationally? How do we engage that massive part of the population that is, you know, what we look at is, you know, we're looking at the U.S. about fifty six percent of the market, thin file, no file, credit challenge. We look at countries like India, look at countries like China. I lived in China for two years. I know exactly what's going on in China. There is no consumer financial market. It just doesn't exist. The Chinese think that a credit card is a debit card. They don't, the Chinese consumer doesn't really understand the idea of credit. They, they just, they don't, they can't, it's, it's very challenging for them to wrap their head around that. And uh, 
uh, so what there was a billion six people without a you know a, a, a functional consumer product what so what we're doing what others are trying to figure out how to do is engage how do you engage those people the um the uh, uh president of the bank of china is a friend of mine um and he told me once in a very long luncheon with a lot of baijo in us he revealed how this bank of china uh makes credit decisions he said we we put applications on a table line them all up and i and we say you know come into the office and we say okay pick three they just okay loan to these people that's how they make credit decisions and it, that's okay that's not scalable that's that's this that, that's statistical risk that's not individual understanding individual outcomes but they, that's 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 the system they have, which is not a system. Yeah, I mean, the so, time right now we are going towards automation with um, machine learning and, uh, you know, artificial intelligence and all these data analytics tool. If they that is the way they are identifying, you know, which clients should get the credit or loan, that is really a cause of concern. Well, it's a... <laughs> The Bank of China is backed by the Chinese government, so it's not. Uh, it's it's they they have a little different mantra, but um, but yeah, that this is look, machine learning is only as good as the information you're putting into it. Yes. Right. Um, uh, the way I say it is, look, you know, blockchain is also great to run through it. It's worthless, right? So you have to figure out on the front end, payments technology. Payments technology is great if you've got. You know, revenue coming in the front end. If somebody, if there is somebody at the front of the stream making payments, so this is what we're such what we're talking about is half the, half the consumers are don't don't have a way to make those payments, don't have a don't have an engagement or relationship to make those payments, or don't have a relationship to to engage with you know deep embedded blockchain technology, or don't have a way to engage to have a machine learning technique understand who they are. Yes. And that's essentially what we're talking is, is bringing this back to that front end instead of worrying so much about what's going on downstream, which we think that way too many companies are looking at Yes, is the, is the downstream effect, but really not again, focusing on that essentially for sake of argument, 56, half yes. the American market and a huge part of the international market just doesn't have a way to, to engage it. And then you look at countries like Europe, um, um, you know, developed countries who didn't develop along the same lines as the U S and don't have you still don't have, I mean, UK still doesn't have a cohesive credit market, right? Where they can understand individuals. That is true. That is true. Now, smart, it's as true. you have been talking, smart lending is advancing very rapidly. There are a lot of entities popping up who are, you know, getting into that uh, business of identifying which uh, uh, individuals are, you know, credit risk or which ones, you know, should be given credit to. And this, uh, they are using all these uh, tools that are available. So if you're talking only about, you know, credit analysis, whether credit worthiness or, you know, whether we should do lending to uh, certain individuals or businesses who are looking for uh, loans, what is in the social media analysis, uh, data analysis that it points to? What would social media data analysis point to in that if we are just looking at yeah. the credit? Yeah, interesting question, because let's take you back to that, that relationship that I mentioned with my grandfather and his banker. The reason that that engagement took place, the reason that, that banker sat there at that desk and at that moment said, yes, we'll lend this money to you, didn't take a, didn't take a loan committee, didn't take, you didn't look at anything. Just said, hey, are you working right now? Where are you working? Oh, yeah, good company. But he lent that money to my grandfather. 
because he knew my grandfather personally as a man, as a community member, as a husband, as a, as a father, uh, as a friend. Based on that cohesive analysis that, that as a human being he did at that moment, trust was established, right? Because he knew him as a, as a human being. So cut to 2015, 16, 17, what we've done is essentially codify that relationship. And social media, I'll say absolutely in the U.S., but, but definitely in countries like China and others where that is social media is their self-expression. There is no other way to do it. They can't take to the streets and protest. They can't. There is no other way to communicate their, their wants, needs and desires and thoughts. Through, except through social media, which is still looked at by the Chinese government, but still it's, it's, this is the way that, so they're very embedded in, in the expression of themselves in social media. Americans are as well, um, but that's, that's, a, that's a nuclear scale in, in, in some other countries, but it's social media does scale. And it is, it is, where, it is where we in this very sort of disconnect, going back to, to what we, we talked about earlier, this very disconnected, but at the same time connected world, it's, it's where we communicate, identify, and demonstrate our wants, needs, and desires. And our wants, needs, and desires are what defines who we are as, as human beings that, that, that manifests itself in those wants, needs, and desires. So what we've unlocked is that, that underlying quality factors that uh, are manifest in that which does correlate directly to risks. Let's say, for example, a very simplistic idea would be, because um, we're looking at over 500 factors here, is that most people would agree that conscientiousness is a good thing to have. Um, and conscientiousness is a good thing in Texas and in Kenya. It, it's just, it's a human quality. Uh, it is, it, it, no one owns it. No group or country has the franchise on it. It's a human condition. Some people have more of it, some people have less of it. But you can also say that too much conscientiousness is a bad thing. Too much conscientiousness leads to almost stagnation. You can't function because you're just, you're so concerned about the, the relationship you might have and what you have to do with, so, you, so too much of it. So it's, it's finding out, what we've been able to do is extract these things, that, that codification of every human engagement, right? Is exactly what you and I are doing right now. We can't help it. We can't help but try to, or, and anyone who's watching this, they're looking at you, they're looking at me, listening to what we say, how we say it, how we're sitting, how we're moving, and, and forming opinions. We can't help but do it. This is what we do thousands of times a day in every human engagement. And that's not a negative. Judging the quality of other people is how we've maintained our species on the planet, right? It's how we stay alive. Um, um, if we didn't have this ability to do that, and we're everybody that we would have been extinct a million years ago, but this is a quality that is unique to humans to understand that. So again, we just codified that and been able to, to uh, uh, put it in terms of human personality and the human personality has a direct impact, uh, whether you're going to pay it back or whether you're not. That is true. That is true. Now, social media is a great medium for pulling insights, ideas, getting all those uh, uh, information that lending companies are looking for, the, whether, you know, 
these people are reliable, whether they have enough consciousness, whether they have too much consciousness about, you know, what kind of friends they have, uh, who they associate with, what kind of ambitions they have, what companies they work with, uh, if they are working for large corporation or if they're working for, you know, startups, all these, all different variables, you know, geographical location, everything probably comes into play, but is it, or can it be a standalone solution for the complex challenges facing the landing industry currently across nations? Oh, we believe so, absolutely, because it scales, right? It, 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 it's fully scaled, but historical approach doesn't scale, relational approach doesn't scale, a transactional approach doesn't scale. I mean, in let's say developing world, they don't have two of those, a historical approach or a transactional approach. They, they can't, it's, it's completely non-functional. They can't do that. You can't look at a Chinese consumer and say, what did, what did you do over the last 10 years in terms of your financial? Those records don't exist. It doesn't, doesn't exist. Um, a relational perspective, um, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's, you are who your friends are, right? It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But we look at it in terms of more, uh, more of a veracity measure. That is, let's say, for example, on your, on your LinkedIn profile, you say you're, you are the, the president of Exxon but all your friends are plumbers. Um, none of your friends are other executives at oil companies. You'd say, disconnect. There's something not right there. This person's probably lacking some truthfulness in their life because they're probably not really the... <laughs> so, it, but it's, that's, that's a very shallow, that only tells you one dimension, right? It, it, it's, not, it's a very shallow, very linear connection. Um, so what we're talking about cross-border is, is, is being able to understand uh, the, the human beings on a holistic level, that what we've been able to do and what, I get, what others are trying to do, and frankly, we crack the code on this, is, is you know, finding ways to fundamentally understand the human characteristics that cross border. We don't have to rewrite, for example, we don't have to rewrite our code in order to decision in India because there are human beings in India. They're human beings in the U.S. We're, we're all right. I mean, it sounds sort of trite to say that, but and almost like I, I'm, I'm, I'm pandering a bit. But it's it's that simple. And um, we believe that unless you can think that way, it's you're you're building a one step solution or a a linear solution that's going to achieve shallow results. Sure, but like you said in the beginning, that uh, as you were talking in China, that it's uh, still not that credit-based society. Similarly, India is also not a credit-based society. I mean, the, most of the transactions still happens in cash. Credit, you know, the culture and approach is that if you have to take loan or credit, at least you know, large, a large population thinks that it's a kind of you know embarrassing. They don't need, they need to have enough money to do uh, to have any kind of transaction to buy a car or anything, loans and are just, you know, getting more popular now. And the people are, the younger generation is going towards that, but the older generation, they never believed in that aspect of taking loans and uh, getting a credit. In So there are many nations like that, where it's not a credit-based society. So of course, you know, some variables are going to differ when you do the analytic process uh, across nations, uh, some variables, some uh, structural, uh, you know, aspects are going to be different, but basically the core remains the same, like you say. And uh, you can uh, gather a lot of information uh, based on the analytic tools that uh, companies like yours are developing. So if we talk about that process, 
social media analytics process what does it you know involve what kind of steps you know are necessary like of course first step is you need to gather information uh, from the social media so the capture phase is there what else is involved what kind of you know uh, analytic steps that uh, any process has to go through to gather some meaningful intelligence yeah the, the, the couple of things i want to uh, address the, the, your question or your, your statement there um, I, I absolutely agree, um, and that the you know, change, fundamental change in the the, the emerging world, um, the emerging economies, is unlikely to come in that sort of very cultural, traditional sect of whatever that society is. It's it's just it's just. But that's also the same for the the U.S. Right? It's um, my grandfather was was uh, he had a mortgage cash for his cars. Um, he just came from that, he came from the depression generation, right? Where you just, you wanted to make sure that what, what was yours was yours, but also understood, you know, we can't save every penny to buy a home because we want to buy it now and use other people's money to leverage it. Uh, cut to someone who's 25 years old, completely understands markets and understands it as a way to build wealth. And in emerging markets, it's, it's going to be the same, the same kind of thing. And lenders in those markets, you know, Mexico, Latin America, India, China, um, same way it did in the U.S., lenders sort of led that outreach, right? Led that outreach, led that cultural change by saying, hey, if you come to us, you can get that new car. And all you have to do is give us $500 and 100 bucks a month and you get to drive away with a new car. That regardless of the cultural norms at that moment, that does become a very attractive human quality, especially in countries that are health. They, they, they see that as a key to developing. So um, right, but it's, it's that lender side and that analytics side and the lenders trying to lower their risk using better analytics and we've got we've got a lot of we've got a lot of activity in the us for what we do um got a lot of activity in latin america is uh, from for what we do as well because they're trying to engage those people no other way to engage them so they're they're the one taking the initiative to reach out to those that are that are in that 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 lower quarter that uh you know that maybe you need a you know a hundred dollar loan or a two hundred dollar loan to start a small little business, which is all, all you need in some countries, right? Um, and uh, um, um, and convincing them that this is the key, this is the key to wealth. Um, the second part of your your statement, um, the the you know, <laughs> huge question. Uh, a lot of information is, is available on social media, clearly. Um, uh, what we've done is is taken a is sort of deepen the approach uh, because we looked at this completely differently. We didn't come we didn't come from the center of the universe, right? We didn't come from the center of the universe where you're blinded by solutions, right? Because you think that this is this is the world you have to exist in. We came, came from outside. I started my career in uh, I was one of the the uh, the uh, initial on the initial executive team of the inventors of the online social network, Classmates.com. We didn't even know, know enough to call it a, a social network back then. Um, it was just 60 million users that were sharing all kinds of crazy information with us. And I was like, holy cow, this is amazing, right? Um, 
side looking at and saying, how can we fix this initial problem and the kind of information that's available? Um, so we've taken a more, we've been, what we've done is our, our hack here is increase the depth of the, the, the tools, uh, the analytics tools to attack that social media. So instead of using maybe one or two, everyone talks about machine learning, but machine learning is just a tool, right? How are you learning? What's the underlying factors to that, that machine learning tool that you are using? Um, and we've got, we've got several dozen that we're looking at analytics tools on the one side, meshing that with, you know, in three concentric circles, meshing that with uh, the data that's available on social media, which is more than just your likes, which is what again, what a lot of people look at, a very linear approach. Um, uh, matching that with with um, uh, with data science. I mean, the way that we put it is, we we are we've put ourselves, and I think that really the future of analytics, especially with social media, is is the is the clash between data science. Um, in that's a. I've said that to a number of people, and they, and they go, "I don't know what you, I don't know what that means, right? I don't know what that means." But that really is the future: is is using data science to, you know, using economics is a social science. Now, some economics professors might disagree with that, but it is a social science. And how do you how do you blend those two? How do you how do you blend the the uh, uh, data science with the study of psychology? In different psychopathies that are, how do you blend those two? Well, that's that that's the you know the it for us is that is that that coming together of those two, and that's what social media allows you to do. I've said a million times, what we're doing right now we couldn't do five years ago. Um, not because social media wasn't developed, but it, it hadn't developed to this point where it's that it is as you said in your opening, it's ubiquitous. It's it's whether you think you're involved in social media. You probably are. Um, I mean, I, if someone were to ask me, Jeff, are you involved in social media? I would say, even given the business world, I'd say, yeah, no, maybe I am. But I'm very heavily involved in LinkedIn. Yes. God, I, I tweet because it's it's become second nature. We don't we we don't even think about the fact that we're engaged in it. It's just a part of our lives. It's that extension of our extension of our life. Now the challenge, the challenge is. You know, crossing borders, right? The challenge is, you know, is a global initiative. The challenge is, once again, is um, being being careful that we don't go so deep into it that we're continually that we're increasing our network, but isolating ourselves even even more. And that that you know, if we're looking at a circle, and and the that circle is our extended network, and that center is that isolation isolation that we're completely shut in but we have a large it's is how do we how do we engage that sphere that's between those two things right a bit esoteric i know but this is the way that we think about this uh how do we engage that that sphere because it isn't the box it constantly moving constantly revolving how do we can how do we stay ahead of it how do we keep up with it um and i don't know that we can because it's it's what five billion people that are engaged in social media are the ones driving it. We're just trying to stay as close to it as we can in in the analysis and understanding of it. And the importance of this is 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 gigantic. I mean, if we're talking about a global initiative, right? I mean, we're talking about the ability. I mean, I think we can easily say that 
wealthy countries tend not to make war against each other. Just historically, that hasn't happened, right? Maybe a couple of times. Uh, democracies tend not to make war against each other. So shifting toward, and social media does play a key in this, shifting toward wealthy democracies. <laughs> I think you can say 100% of the time, wealthy democracies have never made war against each other. Yes, that, that, that's a very interesting point that you made there. Now, social media analytics, it is a growing area like you have been you know, talking about and it encompasses so many different uh, kinds of modelings and analytical techniques uh, from uh, so many different fields. I mean, you see sentiment analysis, trend analysis, topic modelling, social network analysis. There are so many different uh, approaches and analytical techniques that are available. What are what is the key analytical techniques that Niner Analytics uses? What is the what are the key uh, different uh, models that it uses? Well, I would say that the uh, um, it, it comes down to a a a pool of psycholinguistics that we've that we've put together. Um, and psycholinguistics is even is even it's I'm using a word to define another word that needs a definition, right? But that's kind of where we are right now i mean it really it really is where we are right now um i'm not avoiding your question sure. when i say this is that we have been asked a number of times what's the it jeff what's the what's the it what's that it that you've been able and i say the it is is the center of these concentric circles that we've we've connected with a a, a depth of techniques within them it's that's the it and how do we describe that? We have this conversation, my founders and I have this conversation constantly. We're, we're what is that it? Um, uh, we, we didn't invent the code, right? I mean, we, 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 didn't in, we, didn't invent, we didn't invent Python. We didn't invent SQL. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't invent some kind of special. We didn't invent techniques. We didn't invent human personality. Sure. Uh, we didn't invent data science techniques. It's the confluence of these things that makes it different. And again, not avoiding your question, but that's the no, answer. I understand. Right? I, 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 the answer I is in the confluence. Yeah. Jeff, we don't want to know anything proprietary. How you do, because it is supposed to be your trade secret. And we, I don't want you to share that. This is just a broad dialogue <laughs> about what kind of analytical techniques, what is at the core, right. whether it's the computational linguistics or natural language processing. What are the different you know, analytical All techniques? of those, so NLP, want... yeah, of computational them. linguistics, psycholinguistics, word sense disambiguation, uh, uh, the, 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 the old LDA topic stuff, the stuff that was Google, Google once upon a time was, was built on. I mean, all of that stuff. Um, but it's, it's the combination of those stacked solutions that, that uh, we've been able to tweak and that combine with these other solutions in, into this unique and the challenge for us in explaining this to people, because I mean, look, we've been able to, let me put it to you this way. Uh, we've been able to predict default almost 75% of the time with just a Facebook profile. That's all. Gonna default, gonna not default. We can predict a risk correlated FICO score almost 80% of the time. We can predict whether a consumer will be a, uh, will pay off early or be a fully amortized consumer, like, you know, in product leasing and stuff. A big deal because the fees come in downstream, not at, not up front. Um, almost uh, almost seventy five percent of the time. 
Um, and we, we were at recently at a, an accelerator uh, talking uh, to a group uh, a couple of weeks ago. And one of the guys said, this looks like magic. I said, I, I, I know. That's where you put it, right? <laughs> Just like a man. <laughs> it completely looks like magic. He said, I know. He says, I know. It almost looks too good to be true. I said, I know. Yes. Um, because this is where we've come. Right? This, is, this is how far we've come. That with a single Facebook profile, we can derive this kind of correlated knowledge about an individual. True. It wasn't possible five years ago. We wouldn't, we, you and I could not have this conversation five years ago, maybe even four years ago. That is very true. We, would, yeah. we could start having it. We could start maybe... Uh, theoretically having it three years ago. Yes. Uh, but I this mean, is where we the, are right now. The way we are doing these sessions, I, I, I'm doing, uh, you know, Risk Roundup with uh, pretty much, uh, you know, across nations. I'm getting guests from, you know, India, China, Europe, Middle East, everywhere. So that was not possible, like you said, you know, a few years back. So the it is all because of that technological advances. So and it, it has completely changed the conversation about products and services. And like, you, you know, with the technology and analytics tools like Nino Analytics has developed, there's so many amazing technology and tools that are being developed based on uh, computation linguistics and artificial intelligence and uh, all different kinds of uh, core processes but one thing you know seems amazing that in spite of get, get having all that information like you collect all these amazing you know data from the social media and you provide the, that analytics to the lenders and lenders use it to make the decision about whether they should uh, give money to uh, loans to that individual or business those individuals or businesses but it seems very interesting that the business activities perspective of lenders or any other industry if you look at that is not changing that is there is not much uh, evolution in those aspects about the business activities business processes so uh, my concern my question is why is the business value of social media analytics is not going above and beyond this uh, taking decisions um, about landing or sometimes you know some organizations use it for marketing or sometimes you know they see okay what new kind of product we should develop but it still seems like it is all in a very infant stage and focused around only few areas yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's that's an interesting question. I mean, we, you know, we do have marketing capabilities with what we do because risk risk is a very how, uh, risk manifests itself in in many many different ways, right? Um, and you know, when we started out this thing, this venture, um, I said, look, th there's going to be there's going to be use cases for what we do that we haven't even thought of yet, um, because we're again, as I mentioned, we're we're not driving. We, we're, the consumer is driving this, right? The social media itself is driving this thing, and almost this, this, this. Uh, I mean, I've said this as well to 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 some groups, and they and they look at me like I'm completely insane. Maybe I am, but I I truly think we, that the, the we future. Need some, of, we need some kind of insanity to you know innovate <laughs> and get new ideas. So that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I I'm not arguing with it. I'm just <laughs> I'm not arguing with it. I'm just saying you know maybe. But I, mean, I truly think that the, the future of social media is is these these almost uh, uh, these the, the, the social media is almost this extension this this 
living, breathing extension of self. And with the advent of, of, of artificial intelligence, it's um, that social media becomes perhaps not this entity of ourself, but certainly a, a, a thinking cohort that is attached to us. You know, I've, I've <laughs> I said that to a, a couple of uh, uh, people at investor levels, and they said, say that, because it sounds a little, I said, this, I, that's what I think. Because I really think that we're not, we haven't fully defined thing yet. I mean, you look at the mass of, of humanity that's involved in, not, no, we're not just talking about Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, but a huge part of the market, right? That there's 3 billion users right there. Uh, but others, you know, Weibo in China and others, um, and, and, and with the, the depth of self, self-expression that is engaging in those and the connectivity between those things um, and the, the, uh, that, these, the, that social media almost is becoming this, this expressive personality avatar. Yes. You follow? Um, that, it's, that the avatar is not just as two-dimensional anymore. It, it's it's three-dimensional. It's four-dimensional now. We're, we're, we're pouring ourselves into, right? Um, the things we wouldn't say, the, the, the things we wouldn't say looking each other in the eye, we're saying on social media, right? Um, that these, these personality avatars and with the advent of, of, of AI, I think that that's, I don't know what that looks like, but all I'm saying is um, it's going to be different than it is today. So I said that to say that we're only trying to keep up with it, right? We're not the analytics of it, but we think that we're certainly on the, the, the front row of understanding that solution in a nonlinear in a nonlinear way. But it has, you know, what I just said has dramatic implications for for um, going back to. I wasn't just saying it to say it. The democracies and wealth, right? Um, there's going to be a point in time where where places like the the people's republic of china how do you how do you stop that you know how do you really stop that um uh i i i don't have an answer for it because it's there the the populations are so invested in that or they're so invested in it and it is the only place for them to 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 you know self-expression in china is 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 different it's not it's not self-expression in a very Jeffersonian sense, the way the way it is in the U.S. It's it's a it's a an inward thing, technically for Americans, right? It, it's expressing myself inwardly, and that comes all outward, right? It's all outward, um, and it's it's how we what we show and how we demonstrate, communicate, and identify, which is exactly what we're doing on social media. Um, is has tremendous implications for for the global environment yes. and uh and yeah. understand you know, and risk is just of one one component that we can right now pull out what are, what are the ones that we'll be looking at next year i wish i could tell you but <laughs> we'll kind of have a feeling for that when we when we get there because we're not sure. it, we're it, just it, trying to stay ahead we're not 
Yes, like you said, you know, the uh, under identifying and understanding and evaluating risk is the first step. But there is so much more that can be built on because the social media oh, landscape is so vast and is changing and evolving so rapidly. But from your understanding, I mean, you are at the forefront. Indian analytics is, you know, at the forefront of uh, developing a predictive analytics tool. What are the is like yours, analytics company like yours are facing? Uh, in this, you know, rapidly changing digital global age. Yeah, I guess more to the point of your, your initial question um, is one of the challenges we do have is uh, let, let, let's, let, let me take a, a real life example. Um, a company like Wells Fargo or a company like Bank of America, a company like Chase, wouldn't they, they wouldn't understand anything I'm saying, right? Um, they just wouldn't understand. Those companies are are very institutionally entrenched, um, and their their entire risk division, um, analytics division, is very entrenched in the way that they used to do things. So, just I'll say for for business wise, our sweet spot are those uh, those <laughs> people that think a little closer to the way that we do. Those those uh, newer companies uh, haven't gone public yet. Um, perhaps you're, you're dealing, you're still able to deal with founders that are predisposed to innovation. So when they hear what we're talking about, they say, yeah, we don't know how to, they're willing, they're willing to admit that that's a problem, that they can't identify that. They're willing to admit that openly and say, yeah, you know, we don't know how to do that. We want to be able to engage with half of the consumers out there. Gosh, that'd be a nice thing if we could engage with that $3 trillion, $4 trillion market out there that's just sitting there that no one is communicating with, um, that'd be nice to do. So it's it's key for us to understand that we need to talk to innovator, other innovators, because they get it right away. We'll leave the others others alone. Um, now there are groups out there that are that are uh, uh, accelerators uh, and others that larger companies have paid to be a part of to hear new technology. That's a good thing because they're already predisposed to hearing new ideas and new technology and new innovation. But that is that is a, that is definitely a problem. Is is and, and we're not going to solve it. it. It won't be solved in my lifetime, for certain. You know, getting old, entrenched, stodgy, you know, two hundred year old companies that are used to thinking in a certain way to think about social media in this way. They just they just they're just comfortable with what they do. And I can always tell. This has a this a, a side note. I can always tell going in and, and talking to someone. I say I'll say so. Uh, like, where are you from? Tell me a little. Oh, we're, I'm from I'm from Chase. They're from, and I go. Uh, you're not gonna. You're gonna think I'm speaking Martian. <laughs> this is not gonna make any sense to you. Yeah. You know, um, not gonna make any sense to you. And I just go, okay. Well, then, and, and it doesn't. They look at me with they go cross-eyed and they, they go, what? Are you, what's he talking about? So that's that's definitely a problem. And that's that's a problem. That's that's a problem with with old industries scaling social media. But thank goodness. We don't have to rely on them scaling it. The innovators that are coming up uh, in the U.S., in in India, in China, in Latin America, are the ones scaling it. Um, we've got three calls this this week with with uh, with uh, early stage lenders coming out of Latin America because they say, "Yeah, absolutely, this is this is a problem. We need to be able to do this because this this is the key." Had had another uh, two last week with some companies out of Africa. This is a problem, right? But they were all in that same sort of uh, 
evolution of their business. These were not Barclays or Lloyd's of London, right? They're going to that. <laughs> they don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah. They don't understand. What, but but to, to your point, it, it is a problem. But we have to understand where the innovators innovation is coming from. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. What kind of uh, investment do you see pouring into this uh, predictive analytics, social media-based predictive analytics? Um, I will tell you that and I, had, I had a conversation with uh, I won't say who it was, but somebody who who is who was sort of in the pinnacle of uh, understanding sort of like that gateway to financial technology, right? FinTech, and um, the the media likes to report on something that is new and fresh. And the problem with that is it it sounds like the stuff that we were doing that is is therefore passe. That isn't the case. Um, I think investment in fintech right now is going to be as but simply less people will be talking about the investment because now insurance technology is is the new golden child, right? Because that's so that's that's the new interest in. But uh, fintech is going to is going to maintain that level because you can't solve another interest. You know, where, where do you draw the line between fintech and insurtech? Um, where do you draw that line? Um, one investor I knew said, look, uh, everything is fintech unless I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that means it's like, where, where, where's the, because it crosses over into everything. And what we say, you know, our customer base um, uh, is, is any consumer facing business who's trying to understand the risk of the engagement. Name me a company that's consumer facing that's not trying to do that. Yes, I can't do it um, because essentially every they're all trying to do that. They're all trying to deepen their even a, even a, a pure retail company is understanding that the margins for retail with competition online and offline is so tremendous. You're not, you're not making fifteen percent anymore. You're making two. You better find other ways to make money. And the way that we make money is by understanding who our consumers more in order to sell them other things that they actually want. Gee, what a great idea, right? They're getting into credit. They're getting into lending. Um, the verticals that they are engaging in, in order to maintain to increase their margins, they're almost acting like lenders. I mean, they're they're in the risk business too. They're not just in the selling of goods and services. So, what business is not in that business? So, and that's another one of the keys that analytics has to deal with cross borders or in the U.S. is is getting the companies to admit that, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of in the risk business. Yeah, you're right. Yes. That business, you know. So you're, you're absolutely right, and the global connectivity is growing so rapidly, and it's no longer about you know having uh, uh, some kind of model or delivering a report or having some kind of analytics. Uh, uh, technology is moving so fast. There, as we have been talking, ideas and innovations. It's not just proprietary to you know uh, one nation or you know developed nation. Now it is happening pretty much everywhere across nations, and it it seems that uh, technology is moving so fast that it is going to be automated in the coming years. Where do you see the ana predictive analytics going in the future? I mean, at a high level, where do you see this moving? Yeah, um, yeah well. Um... I think I think the first step is going to be to is to uh, have the market see that uh, that they can safely engage the, the forgotten consumer, right? The the the, the half that are are underbanked, unbanked, underserved, thin file, no file, credit challenge. To see that huge part of the market, 
to see that they can actually communicate them at levels, at risk levels that are acceptable, even comparable to, to those that they can, you know, they, that they, they can engage through traditional means. Um, and that's kind of where companies like ours comes in is, is showing them that you can and that we can actually perhaps in some cases actually demonstrate decisioning because we're talking about a holistic human approach that is that, that is a, 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 a strata across all levels of, of the planet that you can use the same solution and expand your business into places where you didn't think you could before. Um, because you have the ability to do that through technology now, because it's uh, everybody has access to a www on a on on a mobile or on their desktop, and why shouldn't you be talking to those people in a safe risk environment? So that's that's going to be key, and I will tell you from that where does it go from there? Um, give you maybe the the long range with the with the artificial intelligence and these sort of you know these sort of living breathing cohort personality avatars I can't tell you just yet um, I can't tell you just yet but I think the first step is going to be to be demonstrated to the market that they can safely engage these people um, and and uh, that is that it's profitable for them um, and that but in turn helps those consumers I mean we're you know on the other side you know we say look we're giving consumers a financial footprint and that's kind of really where we started with this. I mean, that, that, that's, I mean, that's the impetus of the idea. It didn't start from how can we make money from a lender, uh, because I think that that's where most people start, and that becomes a dead end. We start having linear solutions. Right. What's the, what's the, how do we solve this problem from the consumer side? And what are they really looking for? What are they really after? How do they really want to be judged and understood? Well, what scales social media and it, and it grew from there yes very true very true i mean you are uh, nina analytics is at the forefront of this and you have been uh, seeing all the risk and rewards using the social media based predictive analytics what would you like to change for how social media based predictive analytics is conducted today and what would you like to see where more efforts are necessary so that your job the job for entities like yours becomes a little bit more easier. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I guess I was kind of mentioning that earlier. I just, just to, <laughs> it's nothing that we're, that we're going to uh, be able to drive. I mean, I, we'll, we'll be able to provide solutions and the rest of the market will be able to start seeing it and say, look, this is just, this is just what we have. We, we have to admit to ourselves that this is a problem and in order to, to engage, we have to do these kind of um in, in terms of uh so, so that, that's going to be that's that's going to be a huge huge step so we can um not just have conversations with companies like mine and not just have conversations with those early stage innovators but that other there's there's adoption taking place upstream or downstream i guess so to speak um in terms of social media itself um i, I think that uh for us, there's really nothing that has to, that has to change for us in order to, to make it to make it more uh, engaging. Um, but I, I would like to see, you know, if I would like to see again that that, that problem that we we outlined in, in, at the start is is the double-edged sword of social media is that expansion of our network and the isolation of our individual <laughs> is to 
in that sphere that I was talking about, that was the way that I really do look at it, is how, how social media can, not just the analytics of it, but social media can sort of fill up that sphere or, or grow that center so that there's, um, so there isn't this perception that because I have a, an extended network in another country that I understand them, right? Or that I know them. The definition of friend, again, which is why a relational approach just doesn't work. The definition of friend is completely different than when, when I was young, when my parents were young and my grandparents were young. Friends were friends, right? Friends were, were not acquaintances. Would, you know, if you ran out of money, they'd give you some. If you, if you didn't have a house, they'd give you some. You know, they'd give you a room. Uh, if you were hungry, they'd feed you, right? Uh, the definition of friends now is <laughs> completely different. And I, 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 I'm not quite yeah. sure if social media led that charge or it was just it went along with it, right? But you know, an interesting... The question is, are they real friends? I mean, this uh, having the so many connections or so many followers or so many fans is one thing. But a friend that we, you know, used to have in traditional times and traditional ways, I think the definition is evolving. And, you know, but there is still a difference between a friend and a social friend. There is still a difference. Well, you recognize that, right? And I recognize that, but there's a there's a lot of users who don't recognize it, and that's and that's the, and that's the difference, right? That that fills up that that sphere is understanding that um, that 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 network um, that network isn't doesn't represent your world. Make sure that you, that it doesn't it's not isolating you at the same time that it is it is connecting you. Sure. Um, and that's and that is the challenge. That is the challenge, and that's something. Again, that's not something that, that analytics is going to is going to solve. I'm not something. I'm not sure if you, even something that no. Facebook can solve. That is true. That is true. They've had to adopt language, and that's yes. the interesting point. Is that one of you know one of the things that we do is as sort of a leader in this in this field, is um, like for example the the social login. The social login is something that is 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 demanded by consumers internationally. Um, almost 80%, whatever, whatever polling, whatever, whatever strata of poll that you take, whatever slice of it you take, pages of polling data suggest that consumers are demanding social logins. And lenders have known this is happening, which is why they responded to that by shorter applications, less information, and riskier decisions to, to maintain stickiness of, of the registration or application. Um, so that they know it's happening because consumers are demanding a social login solution. What companies like ours are doing is we've we've accommodated that social login. Um, it's a, a, a single click solution, the single click decisioning solution that in, it uses social media, uh, completely opt in. Yes. So we're looking at the, the idea of the social login. This, this is my point of the social login doesn't really define what we do. So we're having this to fuck because language follows innovation, right? So we're having to sort of figure out exactly how we define that outside of in a moniker that's 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 broader and deeper than right. That's that's sort of a business term. Yes. Um, how do we define it in terms of social media? What we do, what we're doing, and what what analytics can bring to it? Because it's it's more than just a social login. It's 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 more than that. It's 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 helping that consumer create a, 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 an identity, a financial identity, online. I, mean, I don't have the answer for it. 
that's something that we are struggling with because language follows innovation. And that's kind of where we're finding ourselves. Yeah, but social media is the same way. You have taken the first step to identify the language, you to understand the all the consequential steps that you know happens on the social media or on the World Wide Web. I mean, at this point, organizations like yours are looking at only the social media, but pretty soon you will be able to see all the connections. Uh, each site that any individual visit, there is a lot of information to be gathered from that. Every like, every tweet, every retweet, every share will have a meaning and that all will come to, you know, uh, into play. And there is a lot that uh, would be understood from that. So. Uh, what would you like to convey to our global viewers and listeners about Nina Analytics today? Uh, that uh, sp specifically about Nina Analytics, that we are on the forefront here. We are we are, we, we have cracked the code. Um, that there there really is a a new way to look at social media analytics and the convergence of data science and social science. And the it is that is that almost undefinable center that we've that we've uh, that we've uh, created and stumbled upon if you will uh, and, uh, uh, and and doing it in a way that nobody else is is doing out there right now but we know others are thinking about it and you know, for for us as a, as a as a company we're just trying to stay ahead of stay ahead of those guys and catch up to the catch up the social media yes yes absolutely so thank you jeff for participating in risk roundup today it's my pleasure my pleasure we appreciate your thoughtful insight on social media-based predictive analytics. And I'm sure our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you shared on the value of social media that is being explored and analyzed to bring meaningful understanding and changes to not only landing and credit, but all, to all entities across nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia. And even if a single individual or entity can come up with an idea to innovate based on the social media-based predictive analytics discussion we had today. This Risk Roundup Dialogue has been of service, and we thank you for that. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation. Wonderful, Jeff. So social media predict and predictive analytic tools have given entities across NGIOA an opportunity and platform to understand and connect with customers, citizens, followers, fans directly while having that connection and being able to reach fans and followers immediately and directly is working wonders for individual brand or for landing, it is only the first step in the digital journey. Entities across NGIOA need to broaden their connectivity towards their suppliers, employees, and contractors. Risk Group Cybersecurity Risk Research Center and Strategic Security Risk Research Center are created for this very reason to identify, evaluate, and manage the risk-facing NGIOA in CGS, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in cyberspace, geospace, and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. It is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. 
tradition becomes our security. So if you build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risk together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup videos or hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree Pandya, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.